Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Tea time talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Yeah, island talk. Keeping it real and never fake. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Dishing the tea with Lady V, B, J, Show T. We forever styling. Real talk about real issues. If you don't like it, then go get a tissue. Walking, talking like a diva should. Wouldn't choose another sisterhood too. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. And we are back at the island, ladies. Happy New Year! This is your favorite Capricorn, Vanita Mitchell, and out. Happy New Year! And Cheryl T is in the house. And Happy New Year! This is BJ. Hey, y'all, it's a new year, 2022, and guess what? I'm excited because we have a special guest host for our first episode this year. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Well, she's a close, close, close sister to me. She is actually my sister-in-law, all the way from Smith Station, Alabama, home of the Panthers, Vivian! Hey, welcome, Vivian! I'm here, y'all. I'm so grateful and blessed to be on Kitchen Island Tea Podcast. How are y'all doing today? We're great. doing great. great. We're doing great. Now, Vivian, actually, yes, she is actually in town in San Antonio, Texas, visiting for the holidays. Um, and we're just so happy to have her here. So you are welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wait a minute, Vivian. She didn't do it like we do at church. You are welcome. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's been going on, y'all? We had Christmas, um, now New Year's. What has everybody been doing? Well, was Santa good to y'all this year? <laughs> uh-huh. Santa was especially good to me. Okay. How good was it to you, Miss Vivian? Well, I got to come out to San Antonio um, and spend Christmas with my brothers and my sister-in-laws and nieces and great nephews. And I just feel blessed. Uh, This has been a wonderful Christmas. My first Christmas without my college daughter, who's 21, uh, but it's been a great Christmas and New Year. Awesome. Wow. I'm starting off awesome. with Awesome. That's a, family is definitely the most important thing uh, around the Christmas holidays. We also got to have a great visit from my sister-in-law, my husband's uh, sister, and, uh, and her name is Cheryl also. So it was two Cheryls in the house. And every time they said Cheryl, we both look. <laughs> <laughs> but she and her daughter, Destiny, came in from uh, the Carolinas, South Carolina, and we got to, we hadn't seen them in seven years. So that was a special wow. uh, oh, Christmas yes. gift to my husband, his brother, uh, me, and then his brother's wife, uh, Stacy. Awesome. You all had a beautiful Christmas. What about you, yep. DJ? Well, you know, you all, all mentioned uh, family. And so we were blessed. I didn't get any out of town family, but we were blessed to have family together. My oldest grandson, joined us and brought a friend, but we all wore a mask and kept mom protected. But it was nice to have family 
daughter, she was here with us. And of course she helped finish up the fixing. So, you know, she's a chef. And so I'm, I'm, as soon as she walks in, I just say, oh, how do you do this? And then she takes over. So it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was so you great. Set it was up a small for the gathering. Yeah. But it was awesome. <laughs> you set up for the keel, right? Oh, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's used to it now. So she just usually comes in and she's ready. You know, she's always ready. And you all, I cooked a prime rib roast and it was Ooh. tasty, as mom says. So I'm okay, just blessed to have there. family and have something that my mom says was tasty <laughs> instead of what did you do to this? So it was good. All right. Well, I know we're going to go to, you know, New Year's and everybody going through their New Year's Eve celebration. But I want to say a happy birthday to Lady V. <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday. Still celebrating. I still am. <laughs> I have to say we had a wonderful time at her home for brunch and Ashley, her daughter and Vivian and her husband, Pastor Mitchell, cooked for us. And oh, my God, was that food so <laughs> delicious. Vivian, I have to say. I got one piece of cake to go. I wish I had gotten more. <laughs> Guess I what, y'all? Guess what? She cake craving on my tongue. I was like, I want some of Vivian's cake this morning. <laughs> so she calls me, y'all, um, and says, and I thought it was about the podcast today. And she calls me. She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm not doing anything, just cleaning up. Well, you know, I was just thinking about that cake. <laughs> and I and I didn't get but one piece, so I wanted to know if you were going to be out and about this afternoon, so you could bring something, you know, some to me. And I was like, Are you serious? What about the podcast? <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, I do got to finish that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So what oh was God, on the menu? What was on the menu? Okay, oh. tell them, BJ. I'll tell you because it was scrumptious delicious. You know, Ashley made shrimp and grits and it was her first time, but it was awesome. Yes. We had homemade biscuits. Did Vivian make those? Yes, yes. she did. All right, Ooh, my took Vivian. Me back to my grandmama oh, days. <laughs> yes, homemade biscuits and we had a breakfast casserole. I know it's Sister Mitchell's signature breakfast casserole. Don't forget about the sausage gravy that goes with the biscuits. And the sausage gravy with the biscuits. And then... My illustrious pastor, <laughs> who is the chef of all chefs. Oh my God, he fried so some chicken. And yes, you know, Cheryl, you can testify to that. He this oh, was one of his best batches ever. I'm sure it was because it was Sister Mitch's birthday, but it was it awesome. Was so good. And yeah. we had waffles. We had chicken and waffles. We also had smoked salmon with some uh, cream, uh sour, oh not sour cream, but cream cheese and bagels. Uh -huh. Uh, it was so good. Everything was so delicious. And then to top it off, that birthday cake that Vivian mm. made. Don't oh forget about the pretzel salad. Oh, oh the pretzel yes. salad. Yes, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Salad. <laughs> and you know, normally um, the birthday girl cuts the cake, but you know, when you make a cake, you want to make sure it comes out right, or you want to make sure it <laughs> came out right. So I cut her cake and it was so good. And, and, and what did I say? You what cut I, my cake? I did say it. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, you cut my cake? <laughs> Thank you, Vivian. We loved it. It was. Oh, good. my God. It was so Everything good. was so good. And it then was. to top everything off, we ended up at uh, SeaWorld yesterday. Oh. And that was. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it was eventful. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see the fireworks at SeaWorld? We didn't see the fireworks, but I think the, the highlight was just getting splashed by the whales and the, the killer whales and the mm. orcas. That, that was good. That was that was the topping on the cake. How <laughs> cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's hot enough out here in Texas to get splashed by the whales. Mm -hmm. It's definitely hot here. Yeah. So that's great. So I, it sounds like everybody had a great Christmas holiday. And uh, Happy New Year. We just kind of sat in the back and watched all the fireworks last night. And it was awesome. And had champagne. Mm. And um, I know some of y'all went to bed early. Uh <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I ain't even going to lie. I was like, Happy New Year. I'm going to bed. I woke up to like 50 text messages on my phone. <laughs> you know, my husband tried to stay up. And at about 1130, he's like, I tell you what, I'm going to go lay down. And then five minutes before midnight, call me. <laughs> so we got him up five minutes before so he could join me and mom and we could toast for, for New Year's. <laughs> wow. We couldn't stay up. Is <laughs> Didn't he do that last year at Beverly and then yes. he went straight back to bed? Yes. Well, I stayed up for Australia's New Year's. <laughs> I also <laughs> stayed up for New York's New Year's, but... When it came to San Antonio, it was just taking too long. <laughs> I was I live on been Eastern there. time. <laughs> so living on Eastern time, I celebrate, you know, at, at 11, your time, Central time, mm -hmm. then at 12, you know. So I was tired. I did the Happy New Year the uh, at, tw at 12 my time. And then I think I told Vanita them, text them early and told them, Happy New Year, good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Awesome. That is true. So that it sounds like everybody had a great, safe holiday, and I'm glad about that. And so right about now, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with our first New Year's segment. Very important. Stay tuned, y'all. Refresh your drinks. We'll be right back. I am Vivian Mitchell Martin. I am an educator with over 23 years of experience teaching science at Smith Station High School in Smiths, Alabama. I have and will continue to be a strong advocate for teachers and students to work and attend safe and just public schools that help them both pursue their dreams and fulfill their full potential. I will always be an advocate for public education and we are back at the kitchen island tea hey ladies i know everybody is thinking about new year's resolutions because it is the new year if not just new year's resolutions some new goals for uh 2022 i want to talk about challenging the women that are listening right now to include self-care as a new year's resolution because as women we do so much for everybody else we really want to try and incorporate self-care in 2022 for us so i have a question for you what does what is self-care and what does it mean to you i'll i'll, I'll go ahead and answer that first um mm -hmm. Self-care and what does self-care mean to me? It means that you take a break 
from everything around you, whether it's for your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, and you take a step back and you take a deep breath. That's mm -hmm. kind of what it means to me, whether that deep breath is for an hour or a day or a weekend out of town, whatever that break is, that's self-care where you can reconnect your mind, body, and soul to each other. Sorry, I didn't mean to get so deep like that. <laughs> no, that's perfect because I have a friend right now who's in the ministry and she's actually on a sabbatical for two months um, wow. just to get her mind, body, and soul back, you know, uh, in, in one in a cohesive place uh, so that she can continue to serve others. Um, and that's what self-care is all about. I have a couple of um, definitions that I want to read. And okay. one of them is, is self-care says the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. But this is the one that I really liked. And it really took me aback when I read it. It says self-care means giving the world the best of you instead of what is left of you. Whoa, I like yes. that. I love that. You know what that brings to mind to me is that for self-care, you got to have balance. Mm. You got to have balance so that you don't burn you out. And like you said, so you could serve others, but you can if you don't have that balance of your mind, body, and soul care. So mm -hmm. I always think of self-care as I got to have balance here. Balance. Right. Okay. And I think of self-care as, as, as a mother, we always protect um, our children and everybody in our family, everyone around us, but we forget to protect ourselves. And mm. that's what self-care means to me now, protecting myself. Wow, that's that's deep because we forget about ourselves. We are so ready to give and give to others, uh, but not give to ourselves. A prime example is our awesome, sweet, precious Ashley, <laughs> who's normally co-hosting with us, was planning to co-host with us, and she's not feeling well today. And she still was going to get on the podcast, lying in her bed, not feeling well because she felt obligated to be on the, the recording of this. Uh, she's sending all of her material and everything to participate, but she's still not feeling well. So we told her, hey, self-care, you do not have to do this today. It's okay to take a step back and lie in bed and get yourself well. So to all of you ladies that's trying to press in and press hard, even when you're sick and you need to take a minute to step back and get yourself well, it's okay to say no. It's okay to turn down events. It's okay. Don't feel obligated because guess what? If you're not healthy, you can't help anybody else. That is true. Absolutely. Very true. true. Absolutely. I have a question too. Uh, okay. And this question is, do you think self-care is a result of self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-love? Do you think there's any connection between mm -hmm. self-esteem confidence and self-love when you talk about self-care um I do I do I believe it it's a connection it it goes together you can't have one without the other and 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 you know talking about that there's different levels to self-care and different um categories to put yourself in and so self-esteem and having that confidence I I feel like when you really confident and you have 
you know, you don't care what other people say because you said no, because you're protecting yourself, mm -hmm. then you will start saying no more and more. And, but that's because you're confident in what you're saying and you're protecting your self-esteem. Mm. I agree with you, Vivian, because you, you in your heart, you know, what's best for you. It's just that you sometimes you're not willing to protect or take or take the steps that are best for you. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and I'm going to go a step further with that. Um, like she said, you know, we protect our children and, and with self-care, we protect ourselves. We love our children and with self-care, we should love ourselves. Love ourselves. Right. So that self-love is also a, a part of that, loving yourself. And I believe that when you uh, realize your self-worth, then you know that you deserve to have that self-care, which sometimes it is just saying, okay, I'm dropping everything and I'm going to the spa or I'm giving myself some me time. So I also think that when you talk about self-care, it's a me time to look into you, to think about you. And like Vivian said, to protect you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree with all of that. It's yeah, I agree. So what I would like to ask is, Oh boy, how does like a single mom that works full time and has everyone, you know, has every everyone from two to anywhere from two to three kids or maybe more and helps with homework and cooking and cleans the house and the list goes on and on by the groceries. How does that mother or woman practice self-care? And that, you know what I think just earlier, Beverly, you said something about balance. Is mm -hmm. it about is it about balancing or what do you guys think? I want to go a little deeper because if something is poor, important to you, you're going to make time for it. Mm -hmm. Period. The issue that we have as women, we don't sell, see ourselves as important. We see everybody else and everybody else's situation as important or dire, but we sell ourselves short. And we don't see ourselves as important, and especially uh, time with building ourselves up. God forbid if we want to go and get our nails done or go and get a massage or just take a nap. We feel guilty for doing those things for ourselves because we don't see the importance of ourselves. So my thing is, if it is important, if you are important, which we all are, you will make time uh, to do those things that are important. Can I go even deeper right there and say, mm -hmm. don't people sometimes make you feel guilty of doing those things? Us to receive that guilty feeling. You That's can put true. any feeling away. That, yeah, you can push back on it. I counsel people on that all the time. Um, if somebody's making you feel guilty, you can push back on it. It's up to you to accept that guilty feeling. That's true. Nobody can make you feel anything. It's up to you to accept it. Uh, uh, if you accept feeling guilty, then yeah, you're going to feel guilty. But if you don't accept it, then you won't feel guilty. And when we're dealing with self-care, you got to remember that self-care is not selfishness. Yes. Right. right. I want to go back to a part of Vanita's question. She said, if you have two or three kids... How do you practice self-care? And I know all of you all have children. So I want to know, how did you do it? Well, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I had, I think I had the most out of all of y'all three. It was a balancing act. And I gave, poured more into my children than I ever would have. I gave nothing to myself. I was almost like a single parent a lot of the time. 
because he was deployed or he was just stationed overseas and we, we, we couldn't go. So, and I'm one of those protectors of my children, no matter what. So I always, always, always put them first. And I really didn't start practicing self-care until they were all out of the house. Wow. I think that's the issue. I I just never did it. You know, if I had time, then fine. I would squeeze in some time. Nobody talked to me about this, you know, that's why we're talking about it now. So Amy, people that are out there that are listening, just schedule the time for yourself. But I just didn't do it until my kids got older and was able to manage for themselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I just see how you take care of yourself now. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard that you didn't do that when they were little. You just oh, waited between work and kids. And, and I think Vivian and, and, and uh, Vanita can say the same. It was difficult to do that because no one told me to schedule time for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, and, and if you look at it, like you said, you didn't do it. Vanita says she didn't do it until her kids were older and left the house. And same for you, Cheryl. And same for me. I'm just now practicing the kind of self-care that I want, not the little bit of time, you know, that you could take, you know, by just going to get a manicure, pedicure, but like the trip out here, you know, my self-care for me. And my, like I said, my daughter, it's my first Christmas away from my daughter. Uh, She's 21 at the Alabama State University. <laughs> HBC, HBC, HBCU. Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm um, thinking about the University of Alabama. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. But and that's true because we put so much care and time into them and what their needs and taking care of them and their sporting events and attending those and doing homework and all those things, and it can get uh, away from you. Um, when you have two or more kids or how many kids you have, even if you just have one, but taking that time, because we give so much to our children and into the household, to your husbands and then to your job. And mm-hmm. um, so now I, maybe it's, it could be a money thing. Maybe you don't have the money to do all the things that you want to do for self-care because you have to take care of the household. You have to, you know, they need their tuition paid as far as if they're, you know, not tuition, but, you know, the things they do in high school, the activities, because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. takes money now to- No, you, you to were right everything. to say- You were right with tuition. <laughs> yeah, that's what okay. I was going to say. You're right about tuition too. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, it doesn't true. stop until- they're way, way, way grown, like in their thirties. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and you still, still helping. <laughs> you still helping. So, so I want to venture into that because uh, Vivian, I know you said when you got your ticket to come, something happened uh, when you got that ticket. It wasn't a- as happy as you, a moment as you thought it would be. And it rolls right into the, your next question. So kind of, you know, expound on that. Okay. And my question is, have you ever felt guilty when practicing self-care? In other words, when you come across something that feeds your soul and that something brings you so much joy, do you ever have guilty feelings for doing that something? And the question, uh, and going to your question, Cheryl, uh, after I booked my ticket, I 
had tears because I was leaving home for Christmas. And who does that? Who leaves their house for <laughs> on Christmas? And I had to think about it. And like, my daughter is grown now. My son is 28. My daughter's 21. And so I'm, you know, this is the time. And so I did have guilty feelings about leaving home for Christmas and um, New Year's. And it's just, it was tough until I touched down. Well, a couple of days and then I felt a little bit better. But then when I got here, you know, I, yeah, I hadn't looked back. <laughs> matter of fact, Benita, like, and it was refreshing. In this family, so you enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, I've been enjoying myself. Yes. So my sister-in-law had the same experience. And that's the reason I want you to share that. She got her, her husband had surprised her with her ticket and her daughter's ticket. And she just started to cry. Like, how could you not, you know, how could you do this? And, and you're going to separate our family during Christmas now, knowing she really wanted to come, but then she still has, you know, a son that's in high school. That's he's a senior in high school and two older children that's already out of the house. But her baby daughter, who's a, a freshman in high school came with her mm -hmm. but still she felt like oh my god I can't leave my family for Christmas but she said this was so needed for her it was so refreshing for her and her daughter uh, to come out and see her brothers and the rest of her family and uh, she has vowed now she's not going to wait for seven years uh, for us to try and get together we're actually going out there in a couple more weeks to visit with them uh, but the, the feeling that you had, she had the same feeling. And I just found that to be so interesting. So that's the reason why we're talking about this self-care and how women sometimes feel guilty for taking care of themselves. And somebody asked me, I think it was you, Vivian, said, what is that feeling and why do they feel like that? Um, uh, I'm probably jumping ahead just a little bit, but... <laughs> uh, I wanted to say, because we are women of uh, nurturing, we're just by nature, we like to nurture and we like to, we're compassionate. We like, we're givers. It's just a part of us that we do that. So when we think about self-care, we always think of it in a selfish aspect versus I'm doing, getting myself better so I can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. If we change that mindset to say, I'm taking care of me so that I can be a better me or the best me in order to help somebody else. Um, and the analogy I like to use is an airplane. Um, the analogy, you know, if the, the uh, plane loses cabin pressure and, and the uh, oxygen mask come out of the ceiling. If you're traveling with a small child, secure the oxygen mask on yourself first and then help the small child. Because if you're incapacitated and can't breathe, you can't help that small child. And I think as women, if we can remember that, if we do self-care, we're going to be better off in helping other people. I agree. Right. Let go of that guilt. So right. that, that brings up a good question that Ashley uh, was going to pose. And it says, how can we break the cycle of women feeling like we don't deserve self-care? So what can we do to break that cycle so we don't feel like that? I know Vivian had a thought just a second there, and I wanted to hear what she was going to say. Um, as, since I've been out here, we have been taking pictures and I have sent all my pictures home to my teachers, uh, colleagues. Um, and one of the teachers texted me back and she said, you look amazingly refreshed and happy. Oh. And so when you said, you know, when you just said that and I said, if someone else notices that, 
about me, then, you know, that guilt, all of it was gone then, but yeah. they noticed that I needed that. Mm -hmm. And um, to say I looked amazingly refreshed and happy, um, you know, I almost cried again just because, I mean, so I felt like they noticed something else before that. Yeah. Before these yeah. Well, yeah. if our listeners could see you and see your beautiful smile, they would know that you are refreshed. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you. it's just like you have a glow. So it, it's awesome. It's my like family. I tell you, <laughs> family over everything. And and Miss um, BJ and Cheryl, I mean, I've met y'all before and y'all been a part of the Mitchell family for so long now. I mean, um, I know y'all are the first lady and pastor's friends and family. And but I mean, I seem like I just didn't jump right in and, you know. <laughs> Yes, so, you did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So to the question that Ashley was going to ask, and we're going to give Ashley that credit, and BJ just read it out to us, is how can we break the cycle of women feeling like we don't deserve self-care? Vivian just answered it so eloquently, is that we have got to encourage one another and not make the person feel guilty about having self-care. Her friends saw the pictures and immediately say, you look good. You look yeah. good. The other thing is that as women, we just got to do it. Just do the self-care and watch what happens and watch how other people around you respond to you once you go through that process. And encourage right. each other to do that self-care. When you know somebody's breaking down or their bodies is breaking down or their spirit, they don't seem happy, they're, they don't have time to smile. We need to encourage people to take time out for themselves. Because sometimes people don't recognize it because they get caught in the grind of doing things day after exactly. day after day and you can tell it's wearing them down and it's it's okay to encourage your sister friend or your sister-in-law or your sister hey take a break you know mm -hmm. take a break you know i'll do that errand for you or i'll you know help somebody out absolutely absolutely and with uh saying that you know sometimes you have to start small and then graduate up to the bigger things because um, self-care can say, I mean, like you, Benita, earlier when you were answering the question, what does self-care mean to you? You know, just stepping back sometimes, taking a deep breath and then go from there. Um, it may not always be, you may not always be able to afford a plane ticket to go somewhere. It may mm -hmm. be just, you know, taking a pedicure, getting a pedicure or manicure, but you have to start somewhere. And then um, I would say, but you have to do something that, to me, that you haven't done before. You mm. know? Because I, I every year I go to the Magic City Classic where Alabama State and Alabama A&M play um, football in Birmingham but with my girlfriends that I went to college with. But that's something we do every year we look forward to, even though that's still a form of self-care, but that's you know, different than come flying out here and being with my family, you know, mm -hmm. so it has yeah. to be something so I think different at times to make you happy, to make you look refreshed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something simple awesome. that's going on a hike by yourself, not in the right. deep woods, of course, because I don't want you to be snatched. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, just taking a hike or a walk in a park or you know, listen to some relaxation music while you're walking or driving or just something. It doesn't have to be something that costs money or a right. lot of money. It could you be know? reading a good book. 
Yes, or reading the Bible. I'm watching a TV yes. show or a series or something. Or, or reading the Bible. Are, yeah. Right. One of my favorites is just close the bathroom door and take a <laughs> bubble bath. That's the true. Bubble bath and some music and a candle and I'm, ooh. So we are going to take a break right here and please stay tuned because we have some more creative ideas for you ladies on how to self-care. <laughs> And we are back at the Kitchen Island Tea, and we are going to continue our discussion on self-care and some great practices for you ladies on some things that you can do to self-care. And we're here also with our guest host, Vivian, all the way from Smithville. Smith Smith Station. Smith Station. (laughs) Smith Station. Close enough. Smith Station. (laughs) Give me Smithville. Smith Station. (laughs) Welcome, welcome once again, Vivian, to the- Thank uh, you, thank you. (laughs) Now I want to ask you ladies a question. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit on the uh, last uh, segment, but do you think self-care is selfish or self-centered? Oh, I'm sorry, Miss BJ. No, go ahead, Vivian. You're our guest. I I think it's both. I think self-care is a little bit selfish because you're carving out some time for much needed time for you. And sometimes you have to be selfish with that. And I don't want to say selfish in a bad way, but I think sometimes in order to get that self-care, you have to be selfish. Um, Mm, Okay. mm. I hadn't thought of it like that. Wow. I like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Anybody else want to add to that? And the self-centered, I think, is is the same thing. You you got to put the focus on yourself, and not others all the time, one hundred percent of the time. That does not work for the human body, because you give so much until you give out. Yeah, and, and that's that, where I think. And the give out might mean in the hospital, or you know, if sick in the bed, just mm-hmm. 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 So, so I, I, I like that's where balance with comes. that. For, that, for women, I, I, go ahead, BJ, what were you going to say? I said, I think that's where balance comes in. Again, you can't go overboard and just take all the time for yourself. But at the same time, you got to feel selfish enough to give yourself some time. And so it's a happy medium that you have to find. You but know, you know you what? For one way or the other. You know what, Beverly, with you saying that, Mm-hmm. I think also what we can incorporate in that is self-love. You have to love yeah. yourself enough to take care of yourself. You're right. You're right. So I wanted, you know, to take a different spin on it. You know, like you guys are saying is you have to be selfish in order to do self-care. Some people, because of how they feel, the compassion they have, they can't find it in themselves to be selfish. <laughs> So I want to say it in a different way um, because it's it's not really, in some cases, it's not selfish for you to do self-care. So you're not feeling like you're taking away from somebody else. Uh, You're actually giving to somebody else when you self-care because you're going to be able to give more More. uh, and the best of you when you self-care. So it's not really necessarily selfish or self-centered this in this mind thinking, uh, because you're going to be giving out even more and even better uh, for others when you self-care. Absolutely. I agree. 
So I have a question for y'all. How often does a career-minded woman with a family who's always busy uh, practice self-care? In other words, do you do it when you have just one free moment or do you put it on the calendar to take care of yourself? That's just how busy some women are. And like I stated before, I was extremely busy. As you know, I traveled all around the country and I had two small children and thank God, an awesome husband who's military at the time. And uh, it was difficult to practice self-care. At that time, I didn't understand it, didn't know about it. Uh, but what I say now to people is that you have to be intentional um, about self-care. Put it on your calendar, just like you put your doctor's appointment, just like you put your meeting for your kids' um, school teachers meetings, uh, just like you put your meetings for work, be intentional and put it on your account. Send yourself a calendar invite mm -hmm. for your self-care moment, whatever that might be. If it's reading a book, if it's taking a bubble bath, if it's uh, listening to Kitchen Island Tea podcast and drinking a glass of wine, <laughs> whatever that is for you for self-care, send yourself a calendar invite and don't feel guilty for holding uh, on to that scheduled appointment. And if you've ever taken, I know you all of us have, if you've ever taken a time management course, the first thing they tell you is to put the time for you on your schedule or your calendar. So Cheryl, you're absolutely correct. But if you just go back to any time management course you've had, it tells you, you've got to put it in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think Cheryl, once, if you do that, then it won't, you won't feel guilty because it's uh, uh, something that's coming through your calendar and it's planned. Uh -huh. So then you won't feel as guilty when you do whatever it is that is that you have planned for yourself. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. you won't feel like uh, you're taking um, away from family time or, uh, or you won't feel like it's selfish because this is planned. And then you won't feel those hopefully you won't have those feelings. That's awesome. And so that, that's, a very, that's a very good point is that you don't feel guilty. Once again, we were trying to figure out how do you stop feeling guilty about it? You've already carved out the time for it. And time management, I heard one person say that, you know, you can never manage time because you can't because time is mm -hmm. going on, but you can manage what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, when you manage, you know, to put in that self-care, calendar invite, then please hold to that scheduled event. Just like you feel obligated to hold to the other events on your mm -hmm. calendar, <laughs> make sure you feel the same way about your taking care of yourself. I feel like if you keep that calendar invite and do it, then all the other ones will be easier to do. Because if you mm. don't and you keep skipping that and deleting it, you're not gonna be able to complete those other events. Um, in accordance to what you want to do. It's just not going to mm -hmm. work. It's not mm -hmm. Or complete them happily. Right. That's true. Right. Oh, you ever did something and you really didn't want to do it and you doing it all just out of frustration and you all just mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait and, for it and, to be over. And that, that frown on your face that should be, <laughs> that's, that's turned upside down should be up right and you know, you just going through the motions. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I think we've covered quite a bit, but I also think that somewhere we may have to have another episode for this, but a lot of times self-care is mental. What about your mental health? 
So I, in, in that is definitely important. And I think one of our um, questions is what uh, happens when you don't practice self-care? And that's exactly what happens. You begin to be stressed. You begin to feel overwhelmed or anxiety sets in, or even in some cases, because you're feeling overwhelmed, you just give up on everything and you get depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you have this, unease in your body and you once again we hear that word dis-ease disease if you break it down it's dis-ease in your body um, and you wind up having some form of disease uh, because you have overworked overstressed it's so many different um, negative outcomes that can happen if you don't take the time to recharge just like your cell phone needs to recharge its battery before it starts dying. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Just before your car run out of gas and can't go nowhere else, we have to do the same thing for our mind, body, and soul. We have to refresh it and recharge it. You're right. That's a good analogy. I like that. I like that. And I have never um, heard that before, uh, Cheryl. Uh, dis-ease, the disease mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is... It's like it's festering inside of you and eventually it's 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 gonna blow you know yeah. it's gonna come out one way or yeah. another so you want to let it out gradually you know instead of it blowing out and sometimes like you say you know you don't want to explode and and just be angry and that's <laughs> what I think at one time I was angry all the time and didn't know that I needed this self-care because like mm. we're nurturers all the time and we go take care of everybody around us and forgetting about ourselves you're right mm. Vivian. you're I right agree. i agree so bj you had a question for us about our favorite form of self-care yes i did i'm sorry i kind of went off but i that just hit me about mental health as a part of mm-hmm. self-care too but i guess for my sanity and for my peace and everything I mentioned to you all before that taking a bubble bath to me is just so relaxing and I can kind of float away and not think about problems or troubles and so that's one of my favorites and oddly enough I know you shouldn't talk about eating when you're take take talking about self-care but I love going out for a good meal and a wonderful (laughs) glass of wine and that makes me happy (laughs) I, I can tell it's also making First Lady Benita happy. <laughs> I think she's eating some of my brother's is, famous fried chicken. I am. Yes, I'm right sorry, y'all. Ooh, I'm so sorry. It's fresh and hot, and he brought me a piece. I'm sorry, y'all. y'all no, no, no. And that's another thing that I would like to bring up is that never apologize for taking care of yourself, for enjoying those small things. Mm-hmm. And I think, You're right. we, you know, that's a part about feeling guilty. We'll feel guilty and then we'll apologize for it. Yeah. But don't apologize. You're right. You know, that's for you and whatever makes you feel good and your self-esteem, everything that we have talked about and covered, the topics, the subtopics, everything so that you don't have this dis-ease in you. <laughs> Look at yeah, you. Look at right. you. I love oh, it. <laughs> So I'm going to give you guys some self-care tips. And this these are so simple. And I really want our listeners to hear. Self-care can be asking for help. 
Self-care, yes. And that's something as simple Mm -hmm. as asking for help. Self-care can be spending time alone. Self-care can be putting yourself first. Like you said, Vivian, sometimes it's a little selfish, but you sometimes Mm got to put yourself first. Self-care can be asking for what you need. Self-care can be setting boundaries. If somebody is working your nerves and they're in your inner circle, they don't have to be in your inner circle anymore. You can set boundaries on who can reach out to you. There's so many ways you can tell your phone no when certain people are calling or texting you. That's true. (laughs) You know, Uh set boundaries. That's self-care. Self-care can also be just staying at home. That is one of the favorite things I like to do for self-care. You ask that question, BJ, what do we add like for self-care? Uh-huh. I like just being at home, laying in my bed, watching TV. And that is just so relaxing to me. I can put my phone on Do Not Disturb. And I just let my mind just, just be blank for uh-huh. a little, just a little bit. So I don't have to answer to anybody. Uh, self-care can be, which is this one is very important, saying no. Mm -hmm. no is and it's so sometimes it's so difficult for us to say no because first of all we feel obligated uh Mm -hmm. second of all we we care about what people think about us i think Mm -hmm. vivian mentioned that um and we really have to sometimes say no if it's not beneficial it's not fulfilling and if it definitely is not for you to be participating in just say no. And uh, I'm so glad that we encouraged Ashley not to do this podcast because she was not feeling well at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-care can also mean forgiving yourself. Mm. That's a deep one. A lot of times we forgive everybody else, but we don't forgive ourselves and we harbor a grudge against our own selves. So we don't feel like we deserve to take care of ourselves right uh and self-care can also be taking a step back oh i like that I do. we're always running full out sometimes we need to take a minute and take a step back you're right mm-hmm. just slow down just yep. slow down and, and my girlfriends tell me that all the time just slow down just mm-hmm. and it and it's not anything that i'm doing and it's not about work it's eat i'm so used to moving at a fast pace that even when I'm with them, it's like, just calm down, slow down, you know, and, and you don't realize it until somebody brings it to your attention. Mm-hmm. And a good friend will. Right. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you think about it, you know, what are we running to? Take off the Nike shoes and just take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stuff. Just stuff. <laughs> That's right. Take off the converse and um, unclench those pearls around your neck and just yeah, yeah. breathe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly right. Wow. That's Jerry. This is all so good. I want to know. Talking about the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so I have another question that Ashley gave me to ask. What happens when you don't practice self-care? And I think, Cheryl, you already hit up on some of that stuff because about the disease, disease and other things, but depression, depression, mental health issues, uh, anxiety sometimes uh, overtakes you. And uh, BJ's question was, what about the mental health? If you can uh, and you have can get access to a therapist, 
please reach out to one. It's so good to offload on somebody that don't know you, don't don't care left mm-hmm. or right about right. Go once you leave their office, you can just spew it all out, all your deep dark secrets, mm-hmm. get it all out, and you feel so much better. Uh, it is great if you can find a physical therapist or if you can find a really good close girlfriend that can handle the the, the information that you want to spew out. And don't uh, go spread it around to everybody else. Exactly. Oh, definitely not. Definitely. So it's someone people... you can trust. Yeah. Right. Right. But and I that's... know when you don't practice self-care, I find that my life becomes chaotic or there's much disorder. And so when there's disorder, you can't get organized. Nothing comes together. And so that's when I recognize I need some self-care. And thank God for my husband. He will say, you need some girl time or you need some time away. And he's like, encouraging me to do so so I'm grateful for that Mm. and I think everything that you know we we was talking about BJ the point you brought up about your bath taking your bath and Mm -hmm. um, soaking in the tub with a glass of wine or or or, um, some tea or whatever you like to drink or eating your going out eating your favorite meal all of that is also protecting your mental health Mm-hmm. Yeah. so that you can be ready and or just refresh or whatever the case may be for the next day the next year the next you know month whatever um you can be able to uh think is the way i put it when i slow down and do those little things and then you know now i've graduated up to the bigger thing yes yes i agree And you can tell the signs of when you need self-care, you're very terse, Um, you're angry a lot, Uh, you're snapping at people, your body gets tight and tense, you start getting, you know, migraine headaches. Um, It's so many different signs that your body is saying, slow down, take a break, I need you to take a minute. (laughs) It's so many ways, and you know it, you can feel it, you know, everything that people are saying is starting to get on your nerves, you know. (laughs) You know, been through menopause, so you know that ain't it. (laughs) You're right, Cheryl. I could tell when I need a break. My my body tells me everything gets tense, and I know I need to go get a massage. That's Mm going to relax me. That's going to break up all the tension. Um, You you know when you need a break, and sometimes people skip over that and don't take it. Yeah, and that's the that's the horrible part. But my body, and you're right, you'll start snapping at people. You don't want to be around people. Everything they say gets on your nerves and you just, you're, that's, you're telling yourself you need a break. Yes. So just recognize it, accept it and do something about it. Exactly. Right. So we will be right back at the Kitchen Island Tea with Attitude of Gratitude. So be thinking about what you're grateful for. Hey, Islanders. We just want to check in with you personally. We would love to hear from you with feedback about your favorite episodes, any ideas you have about possible future topics, and guest suggestions. We can be reached at our email, which is kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. Also reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, be safe, mask up, and keep hope alive. Ciao. And 
we are back at the Kitchen Island. Thank you, ladies, for listening. Thank you to all our listeners. And I'm surely hoping that you will implement self-care for 2022. So right now, we're going to go around the horn and talk about what are we grateful for? Lady B, what's your attitude of gratitude? Uh, my attitude of gratitude is, and I've been smiling for a week now, is that my sister-in-law came to visit finally for longer than a couple of days. And it wasn't a funeral or a wedding or nothing. It was just self-care. Um, right. it, it, it boosts my spirits. It's made me happy. It's made my daughter very happy because for the <laughs> listeners who don't know this, my daughter looks more like my sister-in-law Vivian than she looks like me. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. <laughs> they look like twins. They've been mistaken as mother, daughter, or sisters, but um, it's just been a joy having Vivian in town. I know she needed this break. She's a, a high school teacher, and we all need a break. So I'm grateful that she's here, and I pray that she has safe travels back to Alabama tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Smith Station, right? Yes. <laughs> Home of the Panthers. It's right, it's right. So BJ, what's your attitude of gratitude? Well, first of all, I'm just get glad that God allowed us to see this new year and get into it and that my mom and my family are well. And so I'm just grateful for good health and God being watching over us and taking us into the new year. Excellent. Also, well, I'm going to share my attitude of gratitude and let our guests close us out with hers. My attitude of gratitude is I am so happy, just like Benita, that my sister-in-law came to visit after seven years of not seeing her or my niece. It was such a beautiful reunion to see all three of them together, my husband, his brother, and his sister. They had not all been together since their mom's funeral. So it was a blessing to see all three of them together again. Uh, so we were happy uh, to see them. And we had such a great time with shopping and eating and cooking and all of that fun stuff. Um, and we are going to South Carolina in the next uh, next week. We got, well, next week we'll be there to visit with the rest of the family members that are there. So just want to say I'm grateful that God allowed them to get here and get home safe. And I was happy to meet the other Cheryl Thompson, too. Because <laughs> her name is Cheryl also. So that, that was really nice. It's crazy. Her name now is, last name is Robinson. Um, we were both Cheryl Thompson at IBM, working at IBM at the same exact time. So anytime people would look up the name, they would find her first because of her middle initial. And she'd be like, no, you're trying to reach my sister-in-law. <laughs> we both had the same name before she got married. Um, and we were both worked for the same company. So it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> wow. wow. So Miss Vivian, our guest host from Smith Station, Alabama, <laughs> what is your attitude of gratitude? My attitude of gratitude is family. My family here in San Antonio um, has shown me nothing but love and uh, oh my gosh, I'm just overwhelmed with the hospitality the love, the attention, just the, the, the laughter, the 
the the games, the fun, the excitement of what do we go do next? I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my sister-in-laws, my brother-in-laws. I'm yeah, I'm just blessed and grateful um, for my children, um, my husband. I'm I'm blessed. I'm grateful and um, eternally grateful for y'all. Also, Beverly, Miss BJ, and Cheryl. Um, knowing you and meeting you throughout the years and just um you bring so much um to the table you you don't realize what you learn just by listening to other people and i've learned mm -hmm. so much um the other day when we were talking cheryl yesterday and today i mean and, and it is true you do learn something new every day so i'm yes. grateful and, and for my Smith Station family back at home, my colleagues, the teachers, I'm grateful for all of it. And I'm blessed. Amen. All right. Awesome. With that, we're going to say from the Kitchen Island Tea to all of our listeners, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. And make it a good one, especially for you. I love that, Cheryl. Happy Was that a rhyme? <laughs> Was that? I didn't mean to, but if I did, I'm a poet and didn't know it. You're a poet and didn't know it. I love it. You're a rapper and didn't know it. Anyway, so happy, all, new all happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Be safe. Be kind to yourself. I just was going to say that for any music execs that are out there um, listening to the Kitchen Island Tea podcast, y'all just heard Shell Thompson rapping and rhyming. Y'all listen and send her a contract she'd be available for any and all your needs <laughs>I just was going to say that for any music execs that are out there um, listening to the Kitchen Island Tea podcast, y'all just heard Shell Thompson rapping and rhyming. Y'all listen and send her a contract. She'd be available for any and all of your needs. <laughs>